3: The Rumble Rock Podcast. Starring Dave Schilling. Zan Tabak. Popeye Jones. Joey Devine. Oliver Miller. Sean Rohn Wright. Sean Keen. Captain D. Brown Musical guest Aerosmith And Special guest star Katie Heidel And now The temporary host of Brown Ball Rock Joey Divine.
0: Hi, it's me, Joey Divine, your temporary host of the Roundball Rock Podcast, and we are here with our very special guest. It's the end of summer, so you know what that means. Uh, it's time to judge and uh, judge people's summer vacations officially. Uh, so we're here with our special guest. Uh, From the Basketball Feelings newsletter, Katie Heindel. Katie, how are you?
4: I'm great. I'm ready for this.
0: Mm. Are you wearing white pants? after It is after Labor Day.
4: I'm wearing shorts.
1: Okay. Are they white? Oh, she is the (laughs) inventor of shorts.
4: That's true. Uh, They're like a peach. Okay. They're not appropriate for September, so that's why I'm hanging on.
0: (laughs) Um, That other voice you heard is, of course... Sean Keen, permanent co-host.
1: Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm also wearing shorts. Wow, oh. it's a shorts party. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got some. Uh, I got some pajama shorts this summer, and uh, it changed my life.
0: <laughs> All right. I, of course, am not wearing shorts. I'm wearing uh, my pajamas as well, which is a very long. Uh, Old timey shirt like thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I also am wearing one of those really really long caps that I sleep in, of course. Uh, <laughs> and I'm holding a candle. Oh. <laughs> um,
1: what did What did you do right when you woke up today, Joey? Uh.
0: Well, I was awoken by what I thought was a ghost, so I tiptoed <laughs> down the hallway holding my candle and my <laughs> sleeping cap. Um. Uh-huh. And, uh, just, you know, mayhem ensued. Oh. (laughs)
1: Um. Yeah, well, because I'm wearing pajama shorts, I woke up, uh, stepped directly on to a skateboard, Mm -hmm. rolled into the kitchen, chugged a 20-ounce Mountain Dew, and now I'm here. Mm. I'm also wearing sunglasses. Sick, bro. (laughs) I sleep in sunglasses now.
0: (laughs) Um... What do I usually say here at the top of the show? I cannot remember. It we is have a, look, it Patreon, is, maybe? Yeah, yeah, it is so Wait. early. I just, to let the listeners know, uh, I have not been up this early in a very long time. So I'm a little out of it. Uh, but yes, uh, we have a Patreon. You can support us if you feel like it monetarily at patreon.com slash roundrockpod. You can follow us on Twitter at roundrock pod. Email us at roundrockpod at gmail dot com, or you can call us on the phone at the number uh, in the description of this show. Um, we love hearing from you, and we love hearing you f- so from you so much. We have a segment about it. Uh, should we do reader mail? Is everyone yes. ready for reader mail? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: this is round ball rock reader mail communications from listeners why do we call it reader mail it is confusing for robots
0: all right i said that we had a phone number remember and no one ever calls us but somebody did call us we got a call from our man one of the oldest Roundball rock fans right sean
1: um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, so. I think
0: he's one of our first fans. Uh, we got a call from Christian. Hi, it's Christian, longtime listener, first time caller. Uh, my question is: today on Twitter, there's a big uh, debate going around.
1: Which NBA
3: star would you want to
0: have with you if you were in a bar fight? I want to switch that question. If you had to have an NBA player try to make world
1: peace with the world's diplomats. Who are your starting five? Uh, Sean, would you, you to like to
0: go appreciate. first on this one?
1: All right, let me tell you who I would not choose real quickly. Okay. It's Jeff Van Gundy, because Jeff <laughs> Van Gundy would fall to the floor and immediately just – he would just be, like, grabbing Cutin's ankle with one hand and, uh, you know, uh, Angela – Angela Merkel's with the other, mm-hmm. and he would just get dragged around. Uh, so that 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 is not who I would choose. I think Clay Thompson is a very good choice in this situation. Um, he's pretty relaxed. Uh, I don't feel like he's going to be a stickler in negotiations. Um, he's traveled internationally a fair amount, and uh, you know he's he's survived. Uh, a lot of chaotic situations, some big personalities.
0: All right. Katie, who came to your mind first?
4: Mm, I think Serge Ibaka. Mm. He's like a very worldly man. He's lived in a lot of places. He is the kind of person I feel like could fit in with all crowds. You know, he could mm-hmm. be really highbrow. Also get along with your regular everyday people. And he always looks good, and he's just very charming. So,
1: My my only concern would be, what if they're on the brink of a peace settlement, and Serge is like, yes, but now we have to eat testicles.
4: I think it could really break the ice in some situations.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, you could argue that the Raptors (laughs) won the NBA title because of the team chemistry fostered by Uh, Surge asking every single person he meets How hungry are you
4: And to eat really disgusting things Mm. He brings everybody to the same level Of grossed out Uh,
0: The first person that came to mind For me Was uh, Nikola Jokic (laughs) Uh, Because he's uh, He's lovable Mm -hmm. um, But non-threatening uh, and also he likes to, uh, he likes to share the ball around a, a lot. So I think he'd probably be pretty into, uh, you know, trying to make sure everybody got theirs in a world peace, uh, treaty, you know, and mm-hmm. plus we all, there is already, um, an example of him, uh sacrificing a little bit for the good of the team. If you remember right, when Yusuf Nurkic was there, uh, Jokic was far and away a better center than Nurkic. But uh, Jokic... And remains
1: so to this day. Yeah,
0: and Jokic... But Jokic sacrificed and said he'd come off the bench so Nurkic could start because it was important for Nurkic.
1: What did uh, Yusuf Nurkic say in response, Joey?
0: Uh, he wore a t shirt. He wore a t shirt with all uh, the names of people that uh, Jokic knew who died or whatever. I don't, I
1: don't really remember. Yeah, I think, I think that was pretty. That was pretty much it, right? Here are some people who murdered people who look like you. <laughs> also, I am vegan.
0: Um. So I think we have our big man rotation settled. For the
1: starting five, yeah, uh, I guess that's right. <laughs> so, so we need we need a peacemaker point guard, uh-huh. which I think is it's a it's a surprisingly challenging position because I think the nature of being a point guard, you're you're a small player who's kind of yelling at larger players, mm-hmm. but who's going to do that in a peaceful way? Do you think Do you think JJ Barea is pretty good? That is it's pretty a, good. He's been a victim of uh, unprovoked violence in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's had to deal with a very chaotic organization and a fairly international roster. Well, and
0: more importantly, yeah, who's he been married to, Sean? Two
1: different Miss Universes.
0: And <laughs> who That's better? Why. <laughs> who better to uh dis- who, to figure out world peace? Than someone who has uh, experience uh, figuring out peace at home with a leader of the universe.
1: Mm -hmm. That's true.
0: (laughs) But he couldn't figure out peace at home. He's still married. He's (laughs) married to one. Okay. You know, he learned from. He's figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Good. He's like, you know what? Give me a second shot at the universe. Wouldn't it be incredible if they're was uh if someone was a spouse to two different presidents of the united States <laughs> <laughs> that would
0: have been incredible um all right and who is our starting who's our small forward here oh okay hmm this is a i mean look to me it's a
1: pretty big no brainer <laughs> the the well could you could you like Are you allowed to go into the bizarro world and pull out, like, negative Jimmy Butler?
0: No. Uh, (laughs) Because, well, negative Jimmy Butler sort of does exist, I think. Uh, And his name is Giannis Adedekempo. Oh. Um, I mean, he's just a sweet boy. No one would want to disappoint him. And uh, he has experience um, learning the food of other cultures, you know? He's been oh, a poor man. He's been a rich man. Uh, He's eaten funnel cake. He's eaten Zatziki, You know, uh, some oh. is,
1: I think that that's helpful for a for a peacemaker. Yeah, and
0: he has a lot of siblings, exactly. And what, like, who doesn't love Giannis? You mean yeah. to tell me uh, Vladimir Putin wouldn't look in those sweet eyes and melt? You know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I could see Putin like. Like, trying to put on a front and being like, you know, he, he is he is traveling lots of times when he takes those steps. <laughs> it is too many. And then Giannis just gives him, like,
4: a, little like a
1: giant Jolly Rancher he got at the county fair. And Putin's like, oh, you are, okay, okay. This guy. What is this fried Twinkie you brought me? <laughs> I tell you, I'm sorry I tried to hack MVP votes for uh um, <laughs> Hackers were very impressed by Daryl mori tweets.
4: I would say if you ever really need, like, a tough negotiator, Kawhi might come in handy just because he doesn't speak. So it would kind of, like, force... It would make it uncomfortable enough that the other party would feel like they had to say something.
1: Yeah, you but... You save a little money on a translator, too. Well... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Here's here's my worry. I thought about Kawhi.
0: Uh my worry with Kawhi is uh if we learn something about Kawhi this summer, it's that he uh the man has schemes and I worry you don't want someone scheming behind uh closed doors. Yeah, in right We're, situation. Like,
1: a, that you're trying to negotiate a peace agreement you're like look the disputed Kashmir region that has been an issue between india and pakistan and then suddenly you find out that Kawhi has convinced uh bangladesh to totally switch sides right
4: true (laughs) and you don't want someone showing up to the table in the shirts he's been wearing since he's gotten to la
0: i don't know about this at all what has he been wearing katie (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> he wore one in his first press conference with the clippers or like the big team when they were all there on the stage uh and but they're like it looks i think his friend like a friend of his must just make them but they look incredibly eastern european like mm-hmm. eastern european streetwear and there's just like wacky like hand graffiti drawings all over them words that don't make sense just like a collage shirt but they're extremely tight T-shirts. Mm-hmm. It looks like something you'd wear to like a club in the Northern block.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to have to look up these T-shirts. I'll but, admit
4: it. I like that, so I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, our next question comes from Patrick Golden, who asks, in the 2007 Nick Cage, Nicolas Cage film Next co-starring Julianne Moore, Jessica Biel, and Peter Falk, Cage plays Chris Johnson, a magician who can see two minutes into his own future. He uses that power to thwart crimes, evade enemies, stalk and bed a beautiful woman, and track down a nuclear device planted by Euro-Russian terrorists. If 43-year-old Chris Johnson were on the Detroit Pistons... How many points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, and fouls would he have against the Charlotte Hornets in a midseason basketball game? So the question here, Katie, is how many... (laughs) (laughs) What kind of stats would Nicolas Cage... he He looks and walks and acts like Nicolas Cage have... In a basketball game where he could see two minutes into the future.
4: Mm-hmm. I'm still stuck on stocks and beds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I well, mean, it's, it's an... a pretty good description of what happens. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really is. <laughs> he uh he tries many different ways to uh appeal to Jessica Beale.
4: And then finally just stocks her?
1: It's sort of unclear (laughs) how this works, because you see a lot of... um, His failures. You see a lot of his failures, and you're kind of... It's kind of like, what am I watching exactly? (laughs) Because he's not really time-traveling, so he shouldn't get to do things a million times. But I guess the idea is he's He's, looking at every possibility.
0: He's seeing all of the different ways, and he can figure out which one works. Uh-huh. To pick up a lady.
1: Well, you know, and and the reason he picks up the lady, it's not that stocky, Katie. It's because okay. he, he had a vision of a woman, a beautiful woman in a diner, and he got obsessed with it and he had to make it happen.
4: Huh. Well, probably no
0: rebounds. See, hmm. I think rebounds is one of the ones he could get pretty easily. He knows exactly where the ball is going
4: hmm But right. it sounds like he's too prideful to admit he ever even made a mistake. I've never seen the movie.
0: Well, but the, the idea is <laughs> he doesn't make mistakes because he knows what the right choice is every he's time. He's a
4: magician. No, right.
0: because he has a power <laughs> where he can see two minutes into the future. <laughs> he's not a real
1: magician, Katie.
4: <laughs> I hate this movie. And I hate this question.
0: Um, hmm. I don't think I don't he's think... getting very many points. Because he's 43-year-old Nicolas Cage in a basketball game. <laughs>
1: well, Do you think and,
4: he's just going to post up by the net and only get rebounds.
1: Katie, if you have a chance to look at what Nicolas Cage's hair looks like in this film... <laughs> He that was... can't even, even knowing exactly where the defenders are going to be. I kind of don't think it matters. He just sees I a think... reality that's just
4: oh. Cody
1: Seller blocking his shot over and over again.
4: I just saw his hair, and I think he's getting dragged off the court by security.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he looks it, the Pistons are the correct team for him because he does look
1: like Tom Gorez a little bit. <laughs>
0: In this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, can, I, can I give you a Nicolas Cage quote from that movie? Please do. But you have to do it as Nicolas Cage. Okay. okay. <laughs> There's an Italian painter named Carletti, and uh, ahem, he defined beauty. He said it was the summation of the parts working together in such a way that nothing needed to be added, taken away, or altered. And that's you. You're beautiful.
0: <laughs> so here's I think he's getting a lot of steals
1: um. yeah that's the thing that is really frustrating everybody because he's just <laughs> he just knows where the dribbles are going to be but I also think that um, particularly in this film Nicolas Cage is dribbling with just his right hand staring at the ball mm-hmm sort of trying not to trip as he goes up the court. So I think it's a lot of steals and a lot of assists,
0: perhaps. I think he's getting a lot of steals, a lot of assists, maybe a block or two, just because he knows where the guy's going to be. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh,
1: here's, here's and a I th- question, though, Joey. Yeah. How many minutes do you think Chris Johnson can play?
0: I mean... He does do some athletic things in this movie, you have to remember. He jumps over, like, logs rolling down a hill. That's true,
1: (laughs) but I I just remember a lot of this movie is him walking not particularly quickly in action sequences. Well, because
0: he doesn't have to.
1: I guess that's right. I guess he wouldn't have to run much on the court. They'd be like, I'm having trouble moving around out there, and then he stole the ball again. I think we're looking at, like
0: six points because he's going to get a lot of steals right so he's right. probably going to get a breakaway people. layup and they're not going to block his layup because he's going to know where they're going to try and
1: block him from you okay, know what i, I still mean i don't think they're probably going to block him a third round. <laughs> even with this knowledge he's just gonna be like i don't have that many options i think we're well. looking at
0: like six points uh-huh. uh like six rebounds Mostly uh-huh. off of free throws, where he because he just knows exactly where the ball's going, you know, right.
1: like long rebounds. Yeah, he's getting too.
0: Um, I think we're looking at like fourteen
1: assists, though. Fourteen assists? Yeah, yeah. I think I think we're looking at like double digit steals. For yes, sure. yes,
0: and like I was gonna say like twenty steals. <laughs> I was I don't
4: think magicians not... are that generous
0: for assists, <sighs> but he knows. He knows exactly th- where the guy's going to be open. He's is playing basketball.
1: You know what He's I mean? It's not like...
4: Magician? Is that what he is in the movie? No.
1: He's definitely just a magician. Yeah. In this
4: movie. Maybe I think all magicians are thieves.
1: <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean... And it's fundamentally lying. <laughs> um... <laughs>
4: Yeah, I
0: don't know. (laughs) Here's a question, Sean. Yes. Uh, Does he take a charge in this game? Because he does know... You'd think he could take a charge every time. You know what I mean? That would be one of his main skills.
1: Right. But I also got to feel like a ref, (laughs) even if he really had position and was able to get in someone's way, I think the refs would kind of look at Chris Johnson... In his Pistons uniform, and just be like, "We're not gonna reward that dude." Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like if you're, I kind of feel like you you have a better chance of drawing a charge if you've displayed more athleticism to begin with.
0: Okay, here's what I'm gonna tell you right now: Uh, He's not drawing a charge, and you know why? <laughs> he's so af- no, he's so afraid his wig is gonna come off if he falls <laughs> on the ground.
1: <laughs> Oh, right, yeah. Um, but really, how, how, how much rest do you think he needs? That's the only thing. For me, I'm being conservative on his totals in part because I think he's maxing out at about 25 minutes. <laughs> and even that is fairly generous, but I guess he can anticipate timeouts.
0: I just too. don't think he has to run that much. I mean, he does, but like... He doesn't know what exactly what's going to happen every time. You know what I mean?
1: And a lot of that time is like, "Oh, I'm going to get dunked on." And <laughs> stuff <you can> do.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's going to be. <laughs> I mean, there. Look, Terry Rozier is going at him every single time, right? Because he's like yeah. a five foot nine white guy who's uh-huh, 43 and... years old wearing wearing a wig on the court
1: <laughs> because it's it's kind of unclear like sometimes you just you you'd think like it's not like he can create the future and i feel like what he's seeing in the future is a lot of him like calling getting, for being, switches yeah. <laughs> yeah getting like get, like running into a screen of fairly like, like, like even if he knows a screen is coming from say, like, I'm I'm not even talking about like a great member of the Charlotte Hornets, but say Dwayne Bacon sets a screen. Mm -hmm. Isn't he maybe going to get a concussion if he runs into that?
0: He's not going (laughs) to run into it. That's what you're forgetting.
1: Oh, that he is. He
0: knows where the screen is all the time.
1: I just I kind of feel like he he still is limited to his own body though.
0: Right, but what he's gonna do is like go between run under his legs or whatever. You know what uh, I mean? Like uh he's you know what I'm saying? Like I get what you're saying. I just <laughs> I
1: think I think that there's just not that many places for a forty three year old man to go. I in certain I, situations. I do
0: understand that feeling, but again, the man can see into the future. I have a lot more uh um I mean like um hmm.
5: <laughs>
0: here's the funny thing I'm gonna say about this is uh so the Pistons starting backcourt would be Nicolas Cage and Luke Connard. Are
1: out. you are you I think you would play him along Derek Rose. Uh
0: I mean Luke Kennard is their the Pistons best guard currently though.
1: I'm just saying I would probably play him with Derrick Rose because uh I feel like Derrick Rose would would be like more confused by everything that's happening.
0: I mean I was just going to say that's a lot of if it's him and Kennard it's uh maybe the wildest hair combination in NBA backcourt history. Uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, MPB going on, you know what I mean? Mm-mm. Katie, that stands for male pattern baldness.
1: All right. Um... <laughs> All right. So we're very confident about his ability to get some steals. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I think he
4: would forget his powers. I think he would become so frustrated by the game, he would forget that he could see into the future. And I also a- think magicians are too prideful of, of, of people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do, you think he, do you think he would try to do an illusion during the game, Katie?
4: Yeah, I do. I think he would get uh, upset he wasn't doing the halftime show and try and do it, pull something out on the court and then get ejected, and then get dragged off the court by security.
1: <laughs> Do you think he would he would not enjoy being in the NBA because his true destiny is mm-hmm. to be a fan who charges the court?
4: I think he'd always be trying to saw his coaches in half. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like LeBron, metaphorically, right?
4: Yeah, exactly, but he'd be doing it
1: confidential to frank v in los angeles your job is not safe i can see two months into the future katie and uh i see there's a lot of people in the lakers organization undermining the head coach
0: okay uh our last question for the day comes from uh
4: I hope it's not about magicians. It
0: is not. (laughs) Uh, It comes from our friend, the host of the Fast Break Breakfast podcast, Keith Parrish. And he asks, does the Big Three championship and MVP make Joe Johnson's Hall of Fame case airtight?
1: Now, on the podcast, we have been calling Joe Johnson seven-time all-star and future Hall of Famer Joe Johnson for for years now. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. It's because, his
1: name. Uh, yeah, it's his <laughs> name. It's his legal name. Um and I wanna add, um well first, yes. Yes, it does make his case. I mean airtight. his case
0: was already airtight.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: so But this uh... is
1: this is a pretty this is a pretty solid piece of evidence. Uh the key is he also won Team Captain of the Year, mm-hmm. which is the big three equivalent to executive of the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean who's Who's had a double like that Like Jerry West maybe Well Bill Russell right I mean I guess I that was coach of the year
0: Yeah um, Danny um, Ainge Probably won executive of the year right But not Yeah but he won MVP yeah. Well I obviously but I'm trying to think Of who's the best players close? Michael yeah, Jordan
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: Look, Michael Jordan's gonna have more total trophies than Danny Ainge for sure. Um, uh, let me, Katie. Can I can I just give you a couple other uh, big three award winners in the past? Please. So, uh, last la- the other the only other league MVP in the big three to win a title is Corey Maggette, of course, who was also team captain of the year. So, team building. Uh, Corey Maggette, <laughs> by the way, congratulations on your retirement from the big three. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty happy I never have to watch him play basketball ever again. Uh-huh.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Do you know what, Katie, do you know what Corey Maggette's charity used to be called when he was a clipper? Oh. No. Uh-oh, Maggetios.
4: Uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do they have I... SpaghettiOs in Canada?
4: Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: Um, the other things I learned looking at big three awards for this question is that um, Gary Payton has won best trash talker the last two years, which is pretty impressive because he is a coach Mm -hmm. and not actually playing. Um, Amari Stoudemire is the reigning defensive player of the year in the big three. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, the, the too hard to guard award was actually won by Al Harrington two years in a row. But this year, Will Bynum took the title. Good for Will Bynum. Mm-hmm. And last two coaches of the year, Nancy Lieberman and Lisa Leslie. Yeah, Sick. that's tight. Yeah. Look, the NBA says it's progressive, but you know who is? The big three.
4: <laughs> Just in the award categories alone, man.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Birdman also has won Defensive Player of the Year, Joey, and James Flight White.
0: Um, so how many of those Defensive Player of the Years have lost uh dunk contests to David Lee, Sean? Uh, oh, just one, just James Flight White. Um,
3: yeah, I don't think I don't
1: <laughs> think David Lee ever competed in a pro one. You, you, I bet the Birdman has lost to him in a dunk contest at some point. <laughs>
0: Um well congratulations, Joe Johnson and the triplets um, <laughs> on your big three championship. Uh should we talk about the news real quick? Yeah, yeah let's, talk about that. let's get this over with pretty quickly because uh this news is a bummer. Alright, let's go to the news.
2: This is Round ball rock news. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process.
0: All right. Uh, our main story is, of course, uh, Bill Simmons made fun of Devin Booker not playing on Team USA and then lost his mind when Jason Tatum got hurt.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sean, do you want
0: to uh, walk us through the timeline here of what happened? Yeah. Uh,
1: so I saw the second part of it, I want to thank uh, Reader... You know him from the Fast Break Breakfast podcast and the previous re- reader mail question <laughs> seconds ago. Uh, Keith Ferris pointed out that uh, so Bill Simmons, the context is Bill Simmons woke up early to watch Team USA play Turkey. <laughs> he was amazed at how early it was, and he started sort of live tweeting it, but like there weren't there were both too many live tweets and not enough, where unless you were also up very early watching the game a lot of it didn't really make sense and uh uh he he also while there was a break began live tweeting a Brazil Greece game mhm which was incredible cuz he was just like oh my god immense advantage has got a double double it's really crazy <laughs> um
0: so you're going to read these tweets as bill yeah. simmons okay
1: yeah do you want to trade off
0: uh Yes, you take the first one.
1: Okay, okay. I hope Devin Booker is watching this OT game before his intense workout with some five nine trainer who just keeps feeding him uncontested threes, because that's a better way to prepare for the season. Oh my god! Not, I mean that part's implied. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Oh my god! Tatum got hurt.
1: Looks like he stepped on a foot and twisted his ankle.
0: Turkey missed four straight free throws and a game-winning three. USA escapes. That was ugly. Can I get a Tatum update, please?
1: (laughs) Here's a clip of Jason Tatum hurting his ankle. Damn it!
0: (laughs) Well, I guess the best way to deal with my grief is to retweet a fan to promotion and an episode of the Rewatchables. Uh, so, so the thing we need to point out here is uh, Devin Booker, who, again, I'm going to say, not my favorite guy in the NBA either.
1: <laughs> no, no. Uh, completely. Not a feature of Roundball Rock defending Devin Booker.
0: <laughs> completely owned Bill Simmons later on in the day, too. Uh, he retweeted. Uh, Bill Simmons tweeting, oh my god, Tatum got hurt, with the quote, prayers up to my man, or something like that. Hold on, what did uh, it, what was the exact quote? Let um, uh, me find it.
1: <laughs> prayers up, three praying hands. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's so funny. All right, I'm in on Devin Booker now.
0: Mm-hmm, that's a mistake. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Now it's like now I'm I'm kinda like, look, I don't love Devin Booker or anything like that. But I don't really have a problem with somebody just getting as many points as they can on a terrible team. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna try to support D Book, at least at the start of the year, Joey. You know, good luck with he's that. Look, he's he's pro union now. Right? Yeah. He's basically in the resistance after this tweet. <laughs> uh
0: I mean Look, though, Sean, don't forget how mm-hmm. embarrassing the don't double team me in a pickup game was.
1: It's not that embarrassing. It was pretty it's bad. It's pretty too. Embarrassing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Katie.
4: <laughs> because he also just is like perpetually 12 years old, so it doesn't really help his case when he starts to pout.
0: He's 12 years old but also has the deepest voice of like maybe anyone in the NBA. So it's like it looks like a deep fake. <laughs> he looks you know like the- <laughs> he, he looks like two children in a trench coat
1: trying to buy beer. <laughs> this face does look like like a kind of like a face mask. That you would wear, <laughs> like in Mission where just Impossible, like flattens and smooths your features. <laughs> you know what I mean.
3: <laughs> but his vo-
0: his voice is like this. It's like, hey, no double teaming me, man. Hey, stop <laughs> double teaming
1: me. Hey, come on now. Please don't double team me. Hey, <laughs> I mean, stop it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know the the son's dra- the guy the Suns drafted in the lottery is older than Devin Booker? I did know that. Yeah.
4: Well,
5: <laughs>
4: I mean, I guess that's not hard when he's twelve.
1: I guess, yeah. But what if they just kept doing that? If they were just like, we we, we want we want Devin Booker to be our most special little boy forever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. All right. Now to talk about uh some uh. Another piece of news, uh, Rodion's Kurok sucks. Uh, fuck that guy, cut him, get him out of the league. Uh, turns out in June he was arrested for, uh...
1: No, 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 Joey, he actually just got arrested now. Oh. I had misread it at first.
0: So did I, that's... But the
4: allegations are from June.
0: Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, he choked his wife, uh, then threw her on a bed, and then said, uh, I want to die, and then bit her lip, and then slapped her in the face twice, uh, they're really gross. Uh, fuck this guy. I would like to retroactively, um, retract my thinking he was cool, um, cause he's not cool, he sucks, get him out of the
1: league. If you're, I mean, if you're not going to take a stand for Rodion's crooks. It just seems like that's the NBA throwing their hands up and just being like, we can't, we can't do anything. We're totally ineffectual.
4: Yeah. I mean, like what bugs me about this is like, there's no way the Nets didn't know. And then like, he still like, he played in summer league. He was just like ostensibly chilling all summer. Mm -hmm. And then this comes out. Now, because well, he's arrested, so they're like, "Whoops, we can't keep it a secret anymore."
1: I think, I think maybe I had misread it at first. I think maybe they actually didn't know.
4: But I like, I don't. I just I guess I don't believe that. Like, I don't believe that there wasn't some kind of like conversation that happened between either like his agent or just like and someone on the team because this isn't information. I just don't think NBA teams, as much as they play dumb, I don't think they're that dumb.
1: Right. I just I just mean like there was not actually a police report until like when he got arrested.
4: Yeah. Okay. I guess maybe they didn't know about like the charges as they were formalized, but for there to have been like an altercation and for something to have happened and for him to like talk about it with like his teammates, someone on the team, like there had to have been some kind of insider knowledge. This is my like stance on it. I don't know. It's it's super gross. It's like it's obviously super fucked up. And like to your point, yeah. Like if this isn't the guy that you you can cut loose for this, like when are you gonna, like when are you gonna take a hard stance on like your not real zero
1: tolerance policy? Mm-hmm. I have to say I don't have a lot of uh, confidence in internal NBA investigations. No.
4: Well, they're they're they like they're non-existent. They don't <laughs> seem to happen,
1: yeah, yeah, like like everyone's expressed after the Luke Walton investigation closed, all the kings were just looking at that was it's great. We feel very satisfied by it. And then the third paragraph of the story is like, yeah, nobody actually contacted the accuser yeah. at all. It was so it's like, like, like three oh, weeks. okay,
4: three weeks like, and he had like a new job
1: oh yeah and 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 the the summer long investigation was like seems pretty cool. Seems like a cool guy.
4: Yeah, it's still, like, the, the rhetoric goes back to being like, oh, yeah, are, like, one of our most progressive coaches in the league.
1: Uh-huh. He's back. He's back. Mm-hmm. Um...
4: But I don't know what will happen. Also, it's very annoying to me that that there's like speculation and all. Of, like my point with like all of this this kind of stuff being reported by like any kind of outlet is one that they always list stats of the players. Oh, right. They give his stat line like it were at all relevant, and they speculate. Oh, like who's gonna take who's who? This is gonna be good for in the lineup. Like mm-hmm. who's gonna take his minutes if he doesn't yeah, like, play?
1: Like wow, Wilson Chandler probably feels especially bad about those PEDs.
4: It's just, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, why can't we just focus? You can just, you don't have to like bookend the story because people can't take it. Like, if people don't want to read it, they won't read it, but you don't have to bookend it and be like, this is still about uh, sports.
0: Do you guys want to hear my Bill Simmons take on this story? Oh, yeah, please. please. The Brooklyn Nets, uh, they had high character until they signed a certain point guard out of Boston, and then all of a sudden. I don't know, PD suspensions, domestic abuse. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, uh
1: Katie, Katie, I want to I want to
0: That's school. the kind of shit that they that like sports people do. Is just they what I mean. It. They love they love that shit.
1: Um Can, Katie, I I feel like we need to we, I want to make you I want to make you smile again. Um <laughs> Do you know what Nicholas Cage's uh, stage name is in the movie next?
4: I don't know. I am bringing up magicians again to make me feel better.
1: <laughs> uh, his his magician name is Frank Cadillac, and he explains that he picked two things he really liked and put them together: Frankenstein and Cadillac.
4: <laughs> okay, <laughs> just for the Frankenstein.
0: <laughs> um. All right. Should we talk about the summer?
1: yeah let's do it yeah yeah
2: it's time wow it's the summertime and you know what that means swimming pools ice creams cgi movies directed by the guy from swingers not named vince vaughn do you like the music i chose for this drop It's like a Kirkland Signature made the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 soundtrack. Hey speaking of swingers, whatever happened to Ron Livingston? Is he dead? Alexa, is Ron Livingston dead?
3: I don't know, he's probably on a CSI.
2: Anyway let's talk about NBA player summer vacations with our special vacation friend, Katie Hindill. One, two, three, Cancun all
0: right, Katie. It's time to give out your summer vacation awards here uh
4: special awards
0: your special awards yeah <laughs> um the first the first award I would like you to give out is uh which n b a star wins the award for best on boats. <laughs>
4: I have to preface this is that I I gave runners up
1: as well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because I I did not give Katie that much. I mean, we had talked about these categories a little bit before the show. I didn't give you a huge amount of advanced knowledge. I'm so happy that I was like, oh, I hope. I'm pretty sure Katie will have an award, but now that you have runners up, oh well.
4: You know, this is like ingrained. I I was a close study to this for like. All summer.
1: Dedicated. Mm-hmm. How, many, how many players plan. do you follow on Instagram?
4: <laughs> um, on the Basketball Feelings Instagram, about 150.
1: Is that your main source of research? No.
4: I can't divulge all my sources. Oh, but, okay, okay. but, you know, those are our best and brightest. And there's always outliers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Instagram is like the paper of record for NBA vacations.
4: It used to be Snapchat and I'm really happy that Snapchat stock has gone down amongst NBA players because I would never get it and I would never understand it, also. But Instagram I get, I can use that tool. Okay. Best on boats. I'm just gonna give you gonna give you the rundown, okay? Okay. All right. <laughs> um Otto Porter Jr., he looked extremely happy to be on a boat. Or else uh, be on a boat with Greg Monroe
0: mm-hmm.
4: earlier in the summer. Both, I think, super relatable to me because uh, you
1: really love Greg Monroe.
4: Well, who doesn't? But yes,
1: <laughs> and it's a it's a Georgetown <laughs> reunion.
4: Yeah, and they just looked thrilled to just be flying over whatever body of water they were on in Italy and not paying attention to driving the boat. A little bit worrisome, but. That's, like, what's, like, the last runner-up? They're, like, the last runner-up. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Terrence Ross was in Cabo, and he looked like he was lying on the floor of a boat, like, sick, Mm -hmm. um, with a towel draped over his head and sunglasses on. But the caption of it, and he looked extremely upset, but the caption was, this is amazing. (laughs)
0: Uh. <laughs> I'll tell you right now that's best on boat for old Joey keep going
1: Katie okay. Okay. someone someone <laughs> possibly suffering from extreme seasickness it but, could have been still... heat
4: exhaustion yeah, <laughs> seasickness it could have been any number of complaints <laughs> Um, this is just extremely personal maybe more than Greg Monroe I don't know maybe a runner up to how personal but Delon Wright was like Draped in like a green satin outfit, like a sleep set. It looked like on a boat, also in Cabo, not sick, but he looked like iridescent in the sun. (laughs) He looked amazing. (laughs) Um, oh, and then he also like, I guess had a quick outfit change and went snorkeling and came up and the caption on that was saw some dope fish.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very,
4: (laughs) um, My last honorable mention is Paul Pierce alone in a swan paddle boat (laughs) on like a dank looking pond somewhere. (laughs)
5: Mm
4: -hmm. (laughs) And the winner, best on boat, uh, I think is Miles Turner, because he like made a photo shoot out of being on a boat like tooting around the Sydney Harbor, found like a captain's hat on the boat. Maybe it was the captain's hat. And then he basically drove the boat backstage to Fleetwood Mac, where he was a
5: roadie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? Excuse me.
4: Yeah, he got to be he had, he had backstage passes. He went alone.
0: This is Miles Turner. Miles Turner was a roadie Turner. at Fleetwood Mac. Uh-huh.
4: Oh,
5: he hands, Mac. He
0: hands, not he, uh huh. Oh Mac, not Lindsay
1: Lindsey Buckingham though, right? No. Of course.
4: And he hands um not Mick Fleetwood the other the other wacky guy
1: John McVie. <laughs>
4: Yeah, he hands him a guitar. He goes up on the stage. He's super nervous because after he's like, I almost threw up. And he gets up on stage and he just like hands him a guitar. And then he like sneakily runs off stage.
0: So is that most rockin' summer as well?
4: It's like most rockin' (laughs) transition from boat to backstage.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that makes it truly summer legendary that he incorporated a boat beforehand is pretty good. Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah. Like a pretty Uh, good summer's day.
1: Katie, what do you (laughs) think of the four elements? What's the, what's the most important one to summer?
4: What are the four elements that you're Uh, talking
1: about? Earth, air, fire, and water.
4: I thought you meant like swimming pool, beach, (laughs) uh, (laughs) wind in your hair, (laughs) sunglasses, um, Hmm. Water, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. I thought you I thought you would say that, Katie.
4: It's gotta be water.
1: You have you have um some inside baseball. You are you are gonna visit uh the home of Round Ball Rock that is Provo, Utah. And um <laughs> you've you've asked many questions about um like whether we can be near bodies of water mm-hmm. or, or in them.
4: Or just like soaked by a hose.
1: Yeah, because you
5: then
4: I said that you probably think I'm the fish from, <laughs> the fish man from what's their movie?
1: The shape of water.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway. All right. Let's, speaking of water.
4: The awards.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, we have a lot of these to get to. So um all right, Katie, who wins the award for best in a pool?
4: Mm-hmm. Okay. Again. Some (laughs) Mm -hmm. runners-up. First runner-up, Arno Porter Jr. again, mounting a a flamingo inflatable on the second try. I don't know if you've ever tried this in a pool, but it's hard to land on those things and not flip immediately over into the pool. Any inflatable.
5: Uh Mm -hmm. But he
4: nails it. Kind of happy he didn't get hurt, to be honest. (laughs) Um. I think uh, Damien Lillard did, like, an Instagram live from a pool for a few days in a row for mm-hmm. one week. Um Like, that was fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The best, the best part was he had friends, like, in the comments just being like, answer your phone. <laughs> like, what are we doing today? <laughs> So that was pretty good. And then I think runner up to like throw it way back to early summer is Eric Gordon essentially being in a pool uh, in Singapore for 24 hours. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was
0: mm-hmm. troubling. We covered that last time. All right. So who's your winner?
4: Eric Gordon.
1: It, oh, oh, he, oh. He, no, that <laughs> was a legendary to take <laughs> pictures in the same spot in the same infinity pool
4: with the same smile. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have to say I think if Otto Porter Jr was still on the Washington Wizards he he would have most likely gotten horribly injured from jumping on that flamingo.
4: That's true. I didn't want to say it but it's true.
0: <laughs> All right, Katie. What about Best on the Beach?
4: <laughs> um Courtney Lee had a photo where he was just like alone not alone because that's like the thing with all these pictures is like someone's obviously there taking these
1: beautiful photos,
4: but they're always presented like here I am solo vacationer. Um, But he's like standing on the most like remote, beautiful looking beach, just some rickety old boat that like got him there, I guess in the background, holding up his flippers with his snorkel still on. He just, it just like, it's a beautiful photo and he looks great. So that just made me pretty happy. Um, I think Joel Embiid, like, was on a beach leaning on, like, a palapa, the straw umbrellas, um, and was doing, like, a really bad, like, bad and lazy job of kind of tantrically trying to lift his shirt up
5: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on
4: one side only, but that was, that was nice. It was, like, a bit of some theatrics, but number one, best on beach. Mike Scott being chased down the beach by birds.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's
4: <laughs> in a prank gone wrong.
1: All right. <laughs> well, what was, what was the, what was the prank? Go- what was exactly supposed to happen? To-
4: was, he, it starts with him. Like the video starts with him on like close up to the person filming. He's holding like a bun in the air and he starts to like waltz down the beach at like picking up to a jog. There's a couple birds he goes out of the frame for maybe less than five seconds, and when he comes back, he's sprinting down the beach with like a swarm of birds <laughs> chasing him. But he's still holding the bun. <laughs> so congratulations, All right, Mike. Another
3: award we have
0: <laughs> is uh, Best Summer Secrets.
4: Okay. This uh
0: <laughs> I don't understand this one either, Katie, but keep going.
4: <laughs> this was uh a late addition to the awards, but um because sometimes you find out it's like not really a juicy summer to me unless you're finding out some juicy secrets. So the first one is like grouse and juicy and as we would expect of Kyle Kuzma, but that he was reading The Art of Seduction <laughs> Which, if you're not familiar, is, like, an MRA, like, pickup artist guidebook. Uh-huh. Or, like, influencer to, like, pickup artistry. Anyway, gross secret. Um, But the the best and the winner of the award is finding out that Kelly Oubre Jr. has 11 toes. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> In an extremely casual reveal, he's, like, getting a massage uh, on a beach on vacation, and the photo is taken from his feet towards his head. So you get a real close look at his toes, and on one foot, he's got six toes.
0: I'm going to say, if you asked me to guess which (laughs) NBA player had 11 toes, I think I would guess Kelly Oubre Jr. within five.
4: Well, who would be your other ones
1: hmm.
0: well now I'm on the spot
1: uh I I would have <laughs> I get, would be surprised went. if Jokic had like sorry if uh, Jokic had like 13.
0: Um, no he's not like extra enough I feel like you've got to be like you know like you know how Gerald Green is like really extra and he's missing a finger I uh-huh. feel like if you have less or more uh you kind of make it up in your personality you know what i mean so i mean i would guess i terry rogier would be an early guess for sure Oh yeah 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 um
1: (laughs) (laughs) i feel like this is this is like not public information, though, Katie. I mean, I know you picked up on it. No, 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 I'm, I'm not doubting it, but, like, if you Google Kelly Oubre extra toes, nothing.
4: No, that's why I respect it, because he, he, it's out there for the world to see, but if you don't pick up on it, sorry. I'm
1: never, I'm never gonna look at him the same way again.
4: He's got great balance. <laughs>
0: Oh, Reggie he Jackson. Reggie Jackson would be an early guest for me, for sure.
5: Interesting.
1: Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Anyway, we've got more awards. <laughs> uh, Brandon someplace. Knight. I could see Brandon Knight having either <laughs> nine or 11.
4: These are I'm like the carnival awards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Uh, Katie, what about best at Lake Como?
4: Look, Lake Como, again, uh, A really popular destination this summer. So
1: They're visiting George Clooney mostly, right?
4: (laughs) You think so? They might all be staying there. I mean, I do think just given the frequency uh, and like the timing that everyone seemed to go like weeks after one another or in some cases days, it did seem like um, there's like a a rental situation there (laughs) for NBA players specifically (laughs) or a timeshare. I don't know. Um This one is a runner-up, but I didn't really like it because it was unsafe. But Buddy Heald was texting while driving like a cigarette boat, <laughs> ripping across like Como. <laughs> Picture of him looking great, but texting, fully head-down <laughs>
1: texting at the wheel. <laughs> the captain, <laughs> Titanic style.
4: Yeah, that's what he was doing. Um Then uh, Langston Galloway was, like, kind of boring, but, like, a perfectly acceptable safe cruise uh, about a week later. JV, Jonas Valanciunas, was the only one to actually just chill alongside Lake Como rather than, like, race across it. Mm -hmm. I did like that. But that was also around the time of the Face app. So he also had a picture of him on the lake looking extremely old. Mm -hmm. I didn't like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that app uh, died down.
0: Well, but and congratulations you ever look to by yourself. Oh yeah. Congratulations Sorry, to the People's Republic of China for now owning uh Jonas Valanciunas' face.
4: His license.
0: Yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> Old and new.
1: Any retinal scan, chi- any any Chinese citizen can now infiltrate any retina security that he might set up.
0: There's gonna be so many JV deep fakes in our future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I fear what they're going to do with that power. All right, keep going, Katie. Uh,
4: the winner, the winner of best at Lake Como is Jamal Murray because he, again, not too safe, but I'm willing to let this slide because he was just like standing up on the seat as the boat was blasting across the water and just like beaming into the middle distance. So I think he takes it.
0: (laughs) All right, Katie. Uh, what about best on Mykonos?
4: <laughs> I have to say that when we talked about this award, I think this was like influenced a little bit by last summer. Is Mykonos being a, a popular destination? Mm-hmm. Wasn't as popular as Lake Como this year, but that said, there's really only two contenders and one the 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 winner was pretty secured, but the second contender helped him secure it because he was so boring when he was there, but Paul George was there, and despite oh, taking like
0: Paul George was boring, whoa, I can't believe it, <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, some breaking summer news <laughs> Paul George, when he was there, took like a daily helicopter ride around, and he somehow still made it look boring. <laughs> Um, but hands down, it was Serge Ibaka, because if you'll remember, he was like lying on the beach, like pumping a fist, wearing those tiny yeah, triangle sunglasses. like triangle
0: back-side. sunglasses.
4: I've always seen those. <laughs> 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 Best triangular sunglasses.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get into the big four awards, uh, it's important <laughs> to ask, uh, who was the third wheel of the
1: year?
4: I also have some runners up.
1: (laughs) This was the one where I was really worried. I'm like, am I, am I asking too much of Katie? And no, I wasn't.
4: To give someone a bad vacation rating.
1: No, 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 no. Just, just this particular category. I wasn't sure if it's like, I I wasn't sure if there was that much data on it on third wheel of the year.
4: That's insulting to me. (laughs) (laughs) Cause there is. Um first runner up worst dude out Kelly Olinick uh and the but he's the third wheel to the swimming pigs of the Bahamas who I hope we're okay.
1: <laughs> oh you're right. Yeah. Did they evacuate the swimming pigs?
4: Mm-mm. But my thoughts yeah, on the swimming pigs rules
1: is responsibility right now. No.
4: No, I think he would fuck that up. He can't evacuate anybody.
1: <laughs> somehow, he, somehow there's extra pigs in there afterwards. And he's like, you got to learn the real story later.
4: <laughs> I think the pigs are okay. They're like, they've probably been through a hurricane before. I That's hope. Anyway, Kelly Olenek, real third wheel to the pigs. Um, we, the viewer, were the third wheel to the moment that Fred Van Vliet was having with a stingray in the Cayman Islands.
0: What kind of moment are we talking
4: about? (laughs) He's like cradling it in his arms. Staring at it.
1: Is he in danger of getting stung? That that was the thing that worried me a little bit.
0: Yeah, isn't that how the crocodile hunter died?
1: Uh, Making IG content? And actually that Steve Irwin slogan was also bet on yourself, so...
4: (laughs) I... Like, it could have been a, um, maybe it was not a stingray. I admit, I'm not. Like, I'm the expert on summer vacations, not rays. It could have been <laughs> a manta ray. A
1: hmm.
4: couple other kinds of rays. I hope it was, because, yeah. Famous,
1: was original super, ray. Super, super close. Everybody ray, loves ray ray rays. <laughs>
5: um,
4: And then the worst third wheel of the
1: year, or best? I don't know. Uh, This is your interpretation. kind of a negative award, but yeah. The winner. The winner of Third Wheel of the Year.
4: The winner of Third Wheel of the Year is wine, the drink, to Devin Booker and D'Angelo Russell's
0: friendship. Oh, when they (laughs) painted butts.
4: When they painted butts, when they went to Napa, when they went to Aspen Uh uh, and paddleboarded, stand-up paddleboarded, and also drank wine. They drank wine. All the time.
0: I'm so glad they got their fake IDs this summer, both of them. Congratulations.
1: (laughs) They don't have to just sit on each other's shoulders anymore.
4: But Devin Booker, to be fair, always looked like he wasn't enjoying the wine, which makes sense. (laughs) He has a 12-year-old's palate.
1: Yeah, it's not juice. I mean, they both look like (laughs) 12-year-olds in their ways. Um, In general, I think it's not a wonderful sign when a player on your team gets really into wine. But by by which I mean LeBron James.
4: Yeah, (laughs) it's like a retirees. It's like a retirees or near retirees passion. But
0: it also seems like something a boring person does to seem interesting.
4: Which is like case in point.
0: LeBron James.
4: Well, (laughs) I was going to say Devin Booker (laughs) and Deidre Russell, but sure. (laughs)
0: Um, All right. Who's the winner for most improved summer, Katie.
4: This is tough, um, because I think this award, though I just found out about it, <laughs> <laughs> it really like wants to go with the optics of mm-hmm. most improved summer, but you've really got to, um, like vet this one. I think so. Kevin Love wanted us to believe it's him all mm-hmm. summer. Mm-hmm. He, did, he did a lot of traveling, and to be fair, it looked like he really enjoyed himself. And by the end of it, he did have me because it just took him riding some horses, it turns out, for me to be all in on his vacation. But uh, more in like a a dedicated, like uh, practically, ambitiously, um, I don't know, (laughs) most improved summer, Pascal Siakam. Because last summer, he didn't do anything. He just trained like crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, He didn't take a vacation, and this summer, he took a vacation or two every month. And he still found time to get huge. (laughs) So, physically improved, yes, and also better vacations. So, like, the full
1: package. I mean, that... I don't think it's ever happened that someone has won the most improved player award in the regular NBA and the summer watch. So this is truly a dominant couple of months for.
4: hundred percent. He's unstoppable right now.
0: All right. Who had the least valuable summer?
4: Okay. You've put these out of order for me.
0: Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's
4: okay. I'm
0: ready. It seemed like you would. You'd, you'd want that one closer to the top. I didn't want to start negative, you know.
4: Oh, I get it. I know. Um, a couple of runners that. <laughs> I think the permanent winner of this award is always um, Matthew Delovedova. <laughs> but we didn't see too much of him. Actually, the last we saw of him, he was walking into the ocean, and I haven't heard from him since. So that's okay. Uh, w- weirdly, the Plumleys didn't do shit this summer.
0: Well, we have some news on that actually. Oh, fuck. Uh, Marshall Plumley jo- is an Army Ranger now, so um, they were probably hanging out with him. I mean, yeah, he just
1: graduated Ranger School. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, when it... did he begin Ranger School, Joey? <laughs> I, that I don't know. <laughs> the picture is very funny because. Uh, He's pretty easily the tallest person in his Ranger School class. Oh, so he was actually ROTC at Duke. So this makes a lot of sense actually.
5: Um, and then he
1: was did you did, he was in the National Guard when he was on the Knicks. Weird, <laughs> very weird.
4: I mean yeah, they didn't even have like that summer was even less than least valuable because they didn't have one.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but uh Doug McDermott going to the Google headquarters was pretty like low of yeah, low value. Yeah, that's
1: very lame. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah.
4: <laughs> wearing the hat wearing the little hat with the propeller and being on a Google bicycle. No thank <laughs> you. <laughs> but overall, uh uh L- LVS Least Valuable Summer Award. Aaron Gordon's Swamp Summer. First, uh, just like sitting on his front lawn, which is the swamp.
5: Uh huh.
4: <laughs> and then a couple weeks later, he got like a series of inflatable slides, like for children. Mm-hmm. Um, and he set set those up on his lawn, but they all just went right into the swamp.
0: <laughs> Weird.
4: So I don't like that, mostly because of uh, gators. Uh huh. It looks shitty.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, do better, Aaron Gordon. Maybe you next year can be Pascal Siakam.
4: He wishes.
0: (laughs) I mean, with his most improved summer is what I mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Fair. Uh, All right. Katie. Yes. Who was the team of the summer? (laughs)
4: They also have runners up (laughs) (laughs) Cal Um, So they're not a team But they were a team in summer Is that when Draymond Green DeMarcus Cousins Who's fucking cancelled James Harden, John Wall, Eric Gordon and Eric Bledsoe All went to the Bahamas
0: That does seem like a list of players Who could be cancelled eventually By the way Just with their vibe You know
4: uh, maybe <laughs> maybe. <laughs> they all, this they're the last runner up. I gotta quantify okay. this. Yeah, uh-huh. but they went all to the Bahamas. I don't know why, because I think it was for a wedding. That's usually, in my experience, what trips like this are. But mm-hmm. all they really did was like work out in a small gym. Weird. <laughs> so that yeah, kind of boring and a waste of our time. Um, the this is so this is a bit. I hope I'm not like canceling myself <gasps> because <laughs> I gave this award out formally <gasps> to to the Blazers <gasps> because of their showing all of their showings uh-huh. this summer
1: you like you, lo- you love Dame and CJ
4: and Hassan had a real weird but fun summer but, but yeah.
1: Why? Yeah. Yeah. he but, killed an animal oh, <laughs>
4: No, because the all the Timberwolves went to the Bahamas extremely late last week.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, <laughs> ostensibly for training purposes. But all they did was get wasted, get hungover, and like float around in the ocean.
1: Oh, Jimmy uh, Butler would have hated that. Uh huh. <laughs> Coach do you think Coach Tibbs has ever been to the Bahamas, Joey? No. You see him on the beach still wearing, like, a coaching polo and just trying to roll up his khakis to mid-calf. And he's like, that's far enough.
4: <laughs> they celebrated Nasri's birthday, which is also why I think they got wasted. Um, they forced all the rookies to do karaoke and then forced them to, like, do it again when they didn't perform.
1: I really, I really like that. Um, to
4: Carl Anthony town's expectations.
1: My favorite <laughs> Joey, do you remember? Uh, the Warriors used to do that at open practice. hmm. And, uh, the best, the best one we ever saw was when Charles, Mr. Jenkins, mm-hmm. right. Didn't he make the sign? He did. Yeah. Uh-huh. He had a, he had a, a homemade sign that just said, come on, man. That he would hold up when a rookie was singing badly. Yeah. About his, yes,
4: <laughs> so I think, and this to me uh, is drawing like parallels because I know a couple other teams are doing like early training camp, like team building exercises. Most notably, the Lakers are being forced into it to go to Las Vegas, right, by LeBron. But that to me does not seem like it will be fun at all.
1: No, going to going to Las Vegas to work
4: and to be forced to have fun. Yeah, and you you can't ever act like you're not having fun or you want to leave. <laughs> Whereas and
1: Tuesday is going to yeah. terrible.
4: <laughs> if they, God forbid, they are there on a Tuesday, because he's going to make them all scream it.
0: Yeah, together. Uh huh.
4: I'm sorry. He Joey. already <laughs> made he
0: already made Anthony Davis scream it once. Uh huh. Yeah. Um.
4: But. This looked like it started as it was supposed to be like a like a serious maybe like a serious uh, trip, and then it just devolved into a regular, really fun vacation with so your friends.
0: The Timberwolves won; they squeaked it out over the Blazers they, in the end.
4: Yeah, well, they did because it was like a collective team, I guess you could say. They that, actually all went on vacation together.
1: And you know what I really liked? My favorite aspect of it is somehow they pulled in Zach Levine.
4: Yes. <laughs> who was just there with his family, minding his own business. And then it looked like they really aggressively tracked him down. And then like, we're like, you're on the
0: team now. Yeah. And they, they were like, you're not Jimmy Butler. Come back.
4: <laughs> yeah. They hung out in a casino. They just like, they just, yeah. I like that when you can snowball over other people's vacations mm-hmm. seamlessly and bring them in.
1: <laughs> and Imagine how much fun that Timberwolves team would have been without the Jimmy Butler trade. Which I completely supported at the time. <laughs> but Me
4: too. Me too.
1: Like I still think they wouldn't be I mean, they'd be like exactly as good. They'd probably be better.
0: They'd be but, better. Uh, they have they'd have Lori <laughs> Markkinen.
3: Oh.
1: Yeah. I mean I guess that would be pretty good. Rather <laughs> than nothing at they, all.
0: They would have Carl Anthony Towns and Lori Markkinen. That would like already be the best shooting front court of all time, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um all right. Uh Katie, we've got yeah. two more awards left. Okay. Who is on your all-summer starting 5? Okay. So,
4: do you want me to include a starting 5 lineup with the winner of the MVP or without? Um Cuz I've got both ready.
0: I say without. <laughs>
4: Okay.
5: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: That's what I I wanted to do. (laughs) Um, Serge Ibaka, but now I want to say just Serge Ibaka's triangle sunglasses. (laughs) (laughs) Greg Monroe, the Miles Turner in his, uh, playing a guitar, shredding a guitar on stage, wearing his um, captain's hat. CJ McCollum making pasta in Italy.
5: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: and then we've got Buddy healed as the vacation anchor because I feel like I hope it's not a cop out, but I feel like uh his whole vibe, and I know it's because of where he's from, but like I feel like his whole vibe is like if things started to get go awry, if you know the weather turned, if somebody didn't pack a strong enough s p f buddy's there he's got he's got what it takes to help him out,
0: yeah, he's like Captain Ron. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Everybody's gonna stay hydrated, protected from the sun, having fun. Um, and then I have uh, coming off the bench, party boy Steve, the koi fish that um, Hassan Whiteside made friends with this summer uh-huh. in Portland's Japanese garden. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: That <laughs> look. What I will say, I don't want to bum you out. Is it? What? Uh, Hassan... what the fish? No. But Hassan Whiteside once filmed a dead parrot for like 20 minutes on his Snapchat, so, and wow. we have a theory that he killed that bird, so for, if that
1: for the for the light if, yeah. if
0: that fish ends up dead, I'm just saying, uh, look
4: out, party boy Steve. <laughs> <laughs> watch your back. Be careful. He did try and like feed him uh, a pool slide, it looked like, so, mm-hmm. yeah, mm mm-hmm. okay. Well, I didn't he would know. totally
1: put that fish <laughs> in that like fish tube elevator thing too.
4: Fish tube elevator.
0: <laughs> all right. Yeah. And then finally, Katie, it's the mm-hmm. moment we've waited all summer to learn. Mm-hmm. Who is the MVP of summer vacation watch?
4: It's Mike Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for a drum roll.
1: <laughs> Now, have there have there have you awarded the Summer MVP in previous years? Yes. Who's who are the for, who are some former winners that Mike Scott will be standing The on?
4: first year, it was Patty Mills. Um who Yeah, he went back to Australia, but I think when he goes back to Australia, he just lives on his pickup truck on the beach. So that helped him. And then last year was Jimmy Butler, who this year actually annoyed me on vacation. (laughs) I'm sorry to say it hurts me the most to say it.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, he was in a contract summer last year, so I think that's probably why.
4: He was in his Eat, Pray, Love summer last year, (laughs) going into his Eat, Pray, Love Mm. year, which also kind of (laughs) (laughs) fired. But... This year, I was very like, I, you know, I had some early favorites pegged, Serge Ibaka being one, um, but Mike Scott really came in late and came in hot and just like paddled to the metal, did not stop.
0: What were some highlights from Mike Scott's summer?
4: Chased by birds. um, That was pretty good. (laughs) He, I don't know where he got it, but he commandeered uh, an ice cream truck one afternoon for no reason. And he drove it to the Philadelphia museum of art and started giving out ice cream to everybody.
0: That's really great.
4: Yeah. Really nice. He crashed a wedding um, earlier in the summer, just someone I think like messaged him on Twitter and he was like, all right, what's the address? And he went and he didn't just stay for a minute. He stayed for the whole rest of the night because there's photos at the end of the night when it's just like the drunk uncle, like the like friends from a Mm -hmm. long time ago and Mike Scott. <laughs> so like, yeah, he, he, I think the thing about Mike Scott's summer was it was very unpredictable and spontaneous. And a lot of summers so far have seemed like Patty Mills was kind of like languid and like loose. And Jimmy Butler's was like very aesthetically pleasing and beautiful, much like Jimmy Butler. But Mike Scott's was kind of like, what the hell is he going to do next? Um, he, like, lined a bunch. There was one day when he did everything, you, like, a person can do to propel themselves, like, from one point to another. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, like, lined through the jungle. He did, um, he, like, parachuted somewhere else. He did, um, what's it when you're over water? Kite surfing? That, parasailing, um, one, parasailing? Parasailing. All in one day. Just one day. Why not? Um, he was like riding dirt bikes all the time it seemed like so I don't know I just like I know a lot of people I might seem like yeah no shit like this is just his M.O. but I guess I'm late to the Mike Scott train but I'm fully bored now I'm driving it
0: (laughs) 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 well are you going to miss are you going to miss NBA summer vacation watch Katie
4: yeah, I already miss it.
0: <laughs> is this like a Santa is this like a Santa Claus thing though, where now you get to rest?
4: Yeah. Actually I was gonna say that, but I feel a bit like I feel like people will think it's not it's a joke, but I honestly feel tired. Pretty tired.
1: <laughs> do you think that do you think some of that has to do with the amount of time you've you yourself have spent in the water this summer?
4: Mm, maybe, but I find that restorative. Uh-huh. Um, It's probably the amount of time that I'm like, I got to get on all these guys' stories. I got to go deep into their grams. I got to go deep into my other sources before things like expire or like something else happens. And I will say like most improved summer. I know we gave the award out to one guy, but I just want to say kudos to the whole league because (laughs) everyone had a most improved summer this summer. So I don't want to say that's because they know they're being watched, but I don't know. Maybe.
1: Yeah, this is this is actually the observer effect, right? It's a measurable science thing that the the addition <laughs> of an observer actually changes the results of an experiment.
4: I, maybe in a creepy way. More sincerely, I hope that they're all just enjoying themselves a lot more, getting a better work life balance. Um, but yeah, like what great vacations this summer. This might have been the best summer vacation watch summer yet.
1: That's a bold claim, but I love it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, Katie Heindel, thank you for another great summer of watching the vacations. Uh, I hereby tell you, your shift is over for the year, so get some rest. (laughs)
1: Ooh, thank you. I think this might have been my Thanks. best NBA summer ever, too, Katie. Yeah. Because, because we got to meet you oh, in
4: person. guys.
1: <laughs> All right. Um,
0: I think that's our show. Katie, please tell the listeners where they can read you and any other thing you want to plug.
4: Mm, well, I'm a bit lost now. <laughs> With my boating anchor of summer vacation watch but you can subscribe to basketball feelings um now on Substack if you like uh it's got
5: I highly a little recommend
0: bit doing it it's great heavy <laughs> but mm-hmm.
4: i think it's been a necessary balance counterbalance to summer um but yeah if you feel like it go ahead uh, <laughs>
1: Big, good plug. Good plug. Soft says a little bit of a soft sell, but we'll allow it. We thank both subscribe, so
4: thank you. Um, I don't know. Now I'm just gonna honestly, I'm gonna take a bit of a breather and then cook up some stuff for fall. How about that? Oh, you can follow me on Twitter at w t e v s at
0: whatevs. At whatevs. At whatevs. Yes. Um. Well, thanks for coming on, Katie. Sean. Yeah. What do you want to plug?
1: Um, Read my you can read my thing about the worst NBA contracts of all time. It's kind of interesting. I think Uh, I definitely picked one from the very first year of the BAA where the highest paid player in the league scored six points a game. Granted, his salary also covered his uh, uh, responsibilities as the team's PR director. Um, Weird. And then I have a thing on Yard Barker about um, handicapping the lottery contenders. Uh, Who's going to get that first pick? Um, Char- Charlotte's really bad, Joey.
0: Yeah, no, they're going to be terrible. Um, as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter, at Frankie Muniz, where I've been whiling out the last week. <laughs> uh, it was difficult to even pick my favorite tweet that I tweeted, but... We'll go with a short but sweet one. Uh, 11 hours ago, I tweeted, my face smells like freaking butter. I'm a freaking <laughs> butter face. <laughs> Sean, did you write a song?
1: Uh, I did. Uh, this is... It's a, it's a it's a Beatles song about Grayson Allen. Okay. <laughs> Alright It's Uh, called Graze a (laughs) Tripper
0: That's playing under us right now Unless it starts with talking Uh, Then it'll be playing in about Five seconds Uh, Trust the process Trust the process uh, And shut it down Let's all have a great summer next year
3: Here's a blue devil Loves to give the floor a slap now He throws lots of elbows And people are learning his crap now Because Gray's a tripper Dirty player, yeah It didn't take him long To get kicked out But he got kicked out He was a high pick but Quinn knew he wasn't the right guy. You know he was trouble. Because Utah traded a white guy. You know is a tripper. And he's a grizzly now. It took him so long to come out. Now he's got gout. Grace Allen. Sean saw you score 40 points in the last game of the season against the Clippers once. It was actually kind of depressing. But that being said, you didn't kick anyone in the nuts. He played for Coach King, but he'd rather cheat than lose now. His face is troubling He looks just like Ted Cruz now You know Gray's a tripper Seal your fowler yet yeah. He'll put you on your back With a hat Like the Zodiac Grayson Allen
1: You're the Pete Best To Wojo's